The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I know that look. It's that look from DG that is. Yeah, you're ready to say something. I, I can tell it. Something's got you ready to unleash. You know, man, I don't want to. I don't want to put any personal stuff out there about you know you and me and our you know like I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to let the people know what. What, what, what did I do? What in the world did I do? No, I'm just kidding. Come on. I was just thinking about. You have the Royals on the docket. <laughs> And I'm like, when is the last time we've uh, we've had an honest conversation about the Royals? Did you notice that I put parentheses yeah. after that? <laughs> That's that, so funny. That that had it very laid out bluntly. Royals parentheses yes comma Royals. We're talking Royals, and it's good. And it's good. It's good. That's what's amazing about it is Crazy. it's good, and we will dig into. That news coming up in a bit. Did you see, by the way, last night the start of the Tennessee and Miami game? I started watching right when the Titans had their implosion. Ah, It looked like the game was over. Yeah. And then they came back and won. Couldn't believe it. So Miami drives, gets down to the two-yard line early. This This is first Possession of the game, essentially, second possession of the game. I'm, I was watching on Manning Cast. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they they were hopping between the two games. And so it could get them touch confusing. Right. But they get to the two, lose the ball on a fumble. Two plays later, Tennessee's Will Levis throws a pick. And it turns into an easy pick six for the defensive lineman. And Peyton was all over that. You had a bad pass rush, and you come away with a pick six just laying into that lineman. It was hilarious. But the other thing, and it didn't even get discussed on Manning cast, Levis went after him in the end zone, (laughs) tried to tackle him, knock the ball loose. That guy's... He's chippy. He's tough. Yeah. He is, dude. It, unafraid. He going is. at a D lineman. Well, la- was with it a shoulder. Week? It was last week or two weeks ago. He's going after DeAndre Hopkins. I couldn't. I was like, who is this yeah. guy? Yeah. This guy don't care, man. He's a little wild. You gotta watch out for him. I think, I think that's what Tennessee needs too. Yeah. Like if Vrabel sure. wants to avoid a full oh. rebuild, and and Levis is a huge part of that, and I think just getting a getting that team to play convincing football. Because that's what's been missing since the Tannehill struggle. It's like, do we care? Because it doesn't look like a lot of the times. But right, boy, it looked like they cared yesterday, oh, didn't boy. they? Yeah, yeah. did. And, and and for good measure, how about we put Will Levis and Tommy DeVito in a room together <laughs> for a sit down interview? I'd pay for it. I mean, can you imagine the conversation between those two? 
I want to see when Tommy DeVito plus his entourage. Wasn't that great last Man, night? They yeah. were celebrating. They I mean, you you day. couldn't have scripted that any better that was last awesome. night. Well, you saw his agent down on the field with him before the game, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I mean, it looked like it was straight out of Goodfellas. I know. But <laughs> the idea is to not look sleazy. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> you're like, picture what Tommy DeVito's agent looks like. Dude. In the dictionary. Absolutely. Right oh, my goodness. In New Jersey, no yeah, less. I mean, yeah. it just fit. It just fit. Perfect. This thing of Oz. Hi there. I'm Coverdale. He's Garcia. Burke is behind the glass. Ashe is sitting in, uh, enjoying the afternoon, and Mitch is hightailing it for Topeka, and we will be hearing from him next hour as he gets set up for high school basketball tonight. Manhattan High's boys and girls are at the dungeon tonight to match up with Topeka High in a Centennial League opener for both tonight. Classic I-70 League battle in the dungeon. In the dungeon. Oh, boy. Man. Look out. I love going to that place. I hate going to that place. <laughs> I, I love the history involved in that place. Uh, you know, of course, I grew up with WPA projects that dot the map in northeast Kansas. But predominantly the pool at Holton was a WPA project. Ah. And so I have an affinity for those. Red Rocks was a WPA project. Did People don't realize that. that. Yes. Did not know that. Uh, and Topeka High's gym is a WPA project. Yeah. That said, it is inconvenient for getting your butt in and out of where they set you for media seating. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, it's essentially just the, just the level seat right there. It's, there. There's no bleacher on it. There's no seating, no padding, no nothing. It's just the concrete. I want to know, because I always I always imagine gyms are are built with a certain something in mind, like an influence in mind. It's a copycat of something, mm. and I want to go. What was the big eyes, the dungeon <laughs> copycat? What did you think? A warehouse of some kind? Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. It, it could use a little brightening yeah. in terms of the paint job, it's, yes. It's just odd. The layout is weird, but it is one of those kind of historic places that you honestly should go see once. At and least. there you yeah. go. And yeah. so uh, from a high school standpoint, definitely, definitely one of those that you need to see. For sure. Uh, busy day again here in the world of K-State athletics. And as Mitch and I met in the office a little while ago, the comment I made was, hey, we've got some good news in terms of the football roster to talk about today. Uh, Yeah, there's that look again. I'm waiting. (laughs) He's setting me up for something here. A couple of commitments. Uh, One one is a four-star. One is the second-rated, second-best-rated offensive lineman in the transfer portal. Those both loom nicely. We'll talk about them a little more in depth. But you also have Ben Sinnott today announcing that he is going into the NFL draft. Thus, it looks like that he will not be playing in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Who is, man? I, I honestly, know. who is? I don't know who's going to be left at this point. This is odd. I, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if management isn't going to reconsider sending the uh, two of us, Mitch and I, down there. <laughs> yeah. You know, wait. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to send all three. You're going to throw we're, some pads on and play uh, or something. Uh, 
line me up. I might be able to, you know, pick up a yard or two on a on just a quick swing pass. Yeah. Before I run for my life. Yeah, you got one or two good plays. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I think the last time that I played tight end was uh, the time that I almost bit my tongue off because the guy that I went to tackle came up and hit me under the chin. Oof. Oof. No. Yeah. Yeah. We we both were uh, yeah. Ah, the days of playing band football on on Sunday <laughs> yeah. back behind the president's house. Um, but it is another uh, transfer portal item that does headline today because it moved exceptionally quick, and that is Naquan Tomlin has committed to Penny Hardaway and Memphis. On three, first to report that as uh, Naquan graduated on Saturday and not even a week after his Official ouster from the K-State roster. He lands at Memphis. So have you watched Memphis at all? I have season? not. I, I haven't watched one game. Yeah, I don't know. When when Penny took that job, <laughs> there was an interest. Sure. And then I saw how they played, and I wasn't very, very impressed. And I just never have really gone back to, to get another feel for, for how they operate. Yeah. I haven't watched much of their stuff either but i will agree like the interest was there like and i think that's where they're kind of getting some recruits in so i'm curious if the roster keeps growing the way it has because i feel like every single year i'm seeing another four star another five star i'm like Mm -hmm. penny's kind of putting if they can hold some together and and get some growth out of those guys i'm just glad that naquan's not going to ku i'm living i'm breathing he's not going to lawrence i'm happy not only that, but out of the conference altogether. Yeah, uh, 100% agreed. I did the, not want an angry Naquan Tomlin in conference play. It's a tremendous point. And, yes, we do get to breathe a little easier because of that aspect. And let's be perfectly honest. He's going to a team that has a coaching staff that is very pro-oriented. Not that K-State's isn't as it pertains to big men, but this is another area that can help advance him in terms of his career going forward. So for all of what happened, at least it's that portion of it that we can wrap up and call it as good of an ending as we could hope for Mm -hmm. sitting here six days after everything exploded. Oh, by the way, Board of Trustees meeting, uh, Board of Regents meeting, I, I, yeah, Board of Regents meeting tomorrow. Oh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Memphis is seven and three. Uh, kind of interesting. Last year, NCAA tournament, they lost by one to a nine seed, Florida Atlantic. Then Sounds they, familiar. Yeah. Then they open up Jackson State. They beat Mizzou by fifteen. Uh, they beat Michigan by four at home. They beat Arkansas. They lost by 13 to Villanova at home. They lost to Ole Miss. Uh, they beat VCU. And just uh, on Sunday, they beat Texas A&M. They have Clemson coming to town and then Virginia and Vanderbilt. And then I think um, uh, they then they go into their conference. Right. But, Kind of a rough schedule there. Uh, they could use Naquan Tomlin. That's absolutely for sure. so. Uh, semester will be the mark where he is eligible. So not immediately eligible, meaning that uh, it's going to be right after the first of the year that he is able to take the floor for them. But again, you expect him to be a contributor in quick order 
for them because he has been at least around the team, unsure how it is physical status is in terms of being prepared to play basketball. That is going to be an item that will be worth watching. But again, when it's all said and done with the way that everything went down as quick as it did last week, this is still about as good of an end as you could hope for. Absolutely. And like you said, just out of the Big 12, I don't want Right. We don't want a motivated uh, Naquan Tomlin. Other, uh, although, from everything that I've seen and everything I can gather, he doesn't hold any grudges against Kansas State. I think he probably holds grudges against certain people. But yeah. as far as Coach Tang, the fans go, Kansas State, I don't think he's angry with us. <laughs> I think no. there's one guy, and he knows – that's the guy that did this, but everything else, I think he he'll have some good memories from Kansas State. It sounds like it is going to be interesting to watch the collateral mm-hmm. here in the coming days. As I mentioned, the Board of Regents meeting tomorrow. I know that there has been some room added to the agenda apparently for discussion on topics. We shall see. I know that there's been. Uh, a lot of uh, email work being done and letter work being done and maybe a few phone calls that have been made ahead of that Board of Regents meeting taking place in Topeka tomorrow. A lot of angry people, a lot of people probably sticking up for Richard Linton as well, I'm sure. Here, here's, here's one thing about this. Throughout the entirety of this, and I I don't know where this rumor got started, but there have been a lot of, has been a lot of speculation that there's a tie between Linton and one of the top donors whose name sits on video boards and, oh, by the way, is on the Board of Regents, Carl Ice. Right. Mr. Railroad. If, If there is support there, it will be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I don't know if it's a matter of people overstating just the support that was given when Linton was interviewing for the post. We don't know for sure. That's going to be a dynamic that I don't know other than, I mean, in general, Carl Ice being so heavily involved in the university as a donor, beyond that portion of the dynamic, I, I I don't have a read on it. I just know that there are some who started that rumor that there's this tie, and nobody's been able to offer up any grand, hard and fast evidence on that. Mm. And so I think it's a purely speculative deal that has people looking for, oh, how can is this going to come crashing down type of situation. Right. Because... We're good at that. I, it, you notice that, right? For sure. With, with, with it, everybody tends to look at the worst case scenarios. It seems like. Yep. And I think that's another welcome to my generation moment. We like to plan for the worst. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I think we're also jaded. You know, like um, I think we're. Not jaded, but just we've seen so many things play out. And a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Like people were really <laughs> doubting that drum tang video. There were people that were like, yeah. he's he was put up to it or whatever. 
Um, and I just I want to say I know I understand sports has not been kind to people who enjoy sports for the last sixty years, seventy years. You know you. You, you you have these stories of people doing things behind your back, these stories of people pretending to be someone they're not, people going backdoor stuff, you know, behind ever the, the public's back to get things done. Hi, welcome to politics and welcome to life. Absolutely. But it's just, I think we're all ruined because it's like, we just think, well, that's, you know, and whatever their connection is, whatever their connection is, if he did go to bat for him or not. I think we're going to receive more clarity on exactly what a president's role is in this situation. They're either going to go, we agree with this, the way this played out, this is exactly what we think is right, or they're going to say, easy does it. This shouldn't be your decision solely. And I, I'm going to enjoy seeing that. I really will. Um, let me point out, Board of Regents meetings do stream live. Now – if it truly becomes a discussion on employment, oh, it could go private very quickly. <clears throat> yeah, I yeah, I highly, I highly doubt it. it there were, I think, the Kansas Board of Regents is so ready for this to be done. They're so ready for this to be over with. Here's the other thing that's at play, and we haven't paid any attention to it here locally. Wichita State's president just quit after just over a year in that post literally quit last week so now you've got an opening at wichita state on top of and so that's putting it into a very interesting time frame Mm -hmm. again too if you're on the board of regents it just makes things a little more intriguing maybe because now you've got that rumor and all of the innuendo and everything surrounding the stepping aside of that president, and now all of this going on with Richard. It's it's time for the Pepto-Bismol, I think, for the Board of Regents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good, just go away. (laughs) Got to flush away some problems. That's right. right. Oh, my goodness. They're like, what else is going on in the news, guys? Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) So I, I mentioned the positives today. And they are positives for this football program going forward. We'll dig into those and, yeah, a little of the NIL mess, (sighs) of course, when we continue on the game. (music) Troy, DG, Owen, back on the game. Mitchell, join us in a bit. He's headed to Topeka to get set up for high school hoops tonight. Something that was mentioned yesterday. Uh, we'll get into that. Let, let's touch the positive here first for the K-State football program. Given that we have sat and discussed and watched and seen how the face of this roster is changing even before we get to a bowl game. <laughs> The number of players that have gone into the transfer portal. By the way, over 2,000 players have entered the transfer portal in is, a week. Is is it just in me? In a week. Is it just me or are a lot of these guys in for a really rude awakening that, like, they're not going to play? 
anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, sometimes it's safer to be the third or fourth guy than to, like, jump out and be like, listen, I'm ready to start and have everyone pass on you. you know, like. Jake Rubley committing to Illinois State as an example, electing to go to the FCS level. Right. To further his career, but it's an opportunity. It and I believe that he felt that that was a good shot for him right there. And you're in a conference there that, you know, is among one of the best in the country in terms yeah. of challenging for that title mm-hmm. year in and year out. Yeah, they still get NFL draft looks at that level, right? I mean, oh, Carson, yes. oh, yeah. Carson oh, Wentz. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, you have a lot of guys come out of South Dakota State. So it's more. Well, I mean, you, not only that, you, you have to bear in mind. Division two gets their share of yeah. guys still to the NFL as well. Yeah, scouting at this level, at the NFL level, has never been more in-depth than it is right now, right? I mean, you have Bill Belichick, of all people, going out to, I don't even remember what college, to look at Kyle Duggar on his pro day. And he's yes. turning him into a Pro Bowl caliber safety from a D2 school. And they took him in the first round. Yeah. So there's opportunities everywhere. And also, like... I'm not a huge fan of, of all the movement, that's for sure. Um, but in like in Rubley's case, sometimes those guys are like, I know that I may only have four years of football left, right? That I can't play at the next level. I'd like to play the next four years of football. For sure. I, I don't have any any issues with that mostly. Now, if any of our guys left and we're like, I'm gonna go to Alabama, well, I okay. <laughs> Do your yeah. thing, man. But So coming across from, by the way, that conference the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and North Dakota. Offensive lineman Easton Kilty committing last night to K-State. That on the heels of an official, according to D.Y. and the folks over at uh, K-State Online and on three. He will be coming in with two years of eligibility, one of them his super senior season, so that remains a- a- in question. But he has started 35 career games for the Fighting Hawks. By the way, it's nice that North Dakota finally has a mascot after a decade where they were the fighting North Dakotans. I mean, essentially, <laughs> because they were forced to get rid of oh, yeah. the fighting Sioux That's mascot. Right. And so they went for almost 10 years without a mascot name. Jeez. You know how tough it was to call a basketball game that no. they were involved in? I can't even Because it, you, it's just part of your pacing. It's just part of your, you know, yeah. how, how it rolls in your mind. And no, you had no mascot <laughs> just to refer fighting. to. They were just the fighting. The fighters. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, anyway, Kilty uh, has started 35 career games, native Wisconsin. Uh, has started every game since his redshirt freshman season of 2021 and was the number two rated offensive lineman on the market in the uh, transfer portal per scouting services. Then today... He's a four-star on some services, a three-star on others, based out of Texas, a commit who originally was headed to Washington State, decommitted, and is now coming to K-State. Trey Davis, the prospect, was offered a week after he had tendered his commitment to the Cougars, picks K-State over Washington State, Tulane, and San Antonio. Had an official visit for the Baylor game and almost visited for the Houston one. Kickoff time prevented him from doing so, according to the guys over at On3. Uh, he celebrated his birthday today. 
by Heck committing yeah. to the Cats. Happy Heck, birthday. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see here. Troop High School in Texas, single game season and career record holder in receptions, yards, touchdowns, and return yards. This season, 20 touchdowns, 67 catches total, Jeez. 1,245 yards. Oh, and he added a passing and rushing touchdown, a, a return touchdown this season. Oh, nice. So, I will take a receiver. Uh, laser verified, at least according to him, 43140. Pretty fast. Heck yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Give me the numbers. So uh, there you have that. That's the good news. The bad news is Kobe Savage yesterday announcing that he will be leaving the K-State program. And it's Wyatt Thompson yesterday was very clear about it on Wildcat Insider because he recognizes what the realities of the situation are. Not just the Kobe Savage situation, just in general. Welcome to the wild, wild west as it pertains to the NIL this year. Mm -hmm. There is one rumor that just has to be brought up when you begin to talk about NIL. There are some rumors out there that programs are offering first-round money, if you will. Can you believe that? Yes. Supposedly, NIL money for Marvin Harrison Jr. would be on the level as a first-round pick. I'm curious what that scale is because pick 32 and pick one are two very, very different salaries, and he's going to be in the top five. You're you're in the neighborhood of 20 mil. That's insanity. Crazy. It's not happening. Thank goodness. Uh, Shannon Terry over at On3 shot that down, and they've got their directory over there, and, and you can get to it through K-State Online. I know I sound like I'm making a pitch, but D.Y. will be with us tomorrow, I believe for his usual weekly visit. And they've got a setup over there where they track NIL deals, and they give you a rough idea of what this athlete could be making. And, yeah, you're not you're not looking at anybody being anywhere near first-round money. Okay. You're college, not. College football lives to fight another day. Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, they, it, valid. Uh Shannon Terry, the CEO of Redon3, utilized the calculations uh, through their site, and the estimated value for Marvin Harrison Jr. is about 1.3 mm-hmm. annually. Hmm. Guess what? That's still a large dang number wow. for NIL a money. Lot of monies. Meanwhile, how about the flip of the week as it pertains to NIL money? Nebraska may be pulling a five star out of Georgia at quarterback. That's huge. I was just about to talk about Matt Rule, too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Georgia commit Dylan Riola. Oh, by the way, his uncle Donovan is on the uh, is on Matt Rule's staff. and has say, he, yeah. he, he was there prior to, actually. Yeah. And so he just did pick up a nice pay bump. Nebraska hey, royalty, basically. Um, but there is some serious... Uh, Wheels turning there in terms of their collective, the 1890 initiative, and rule is quoted as stating that the vocal uh, that the going rate for a transfer quarterback these days starts at a million and goes towards two yeah. mm-hmm. for a good transfer portal quarterback. Well, somebody needed to kick Nebraska in the right direction because they didn't 
Before Matt Rule, they didn't even have any, as far as NIL collectives, they oh, didn't have been, anything. They've been dead. They didn't truthfully. do, they they were still doing the old, like the guy, there was a, the coldest, um, the, there was a guy there, there was a wide receiver there, and his name is the coldest, and he did like a, a heating and air commercial. Yes. Yeah, I remember and that. And that yeah. was it. That was like kind yeah. of that stuff, but they, they have not marched, been marched into that new wave of this is the NIL, this is how we're doing stuff. And he's just telling them straight up, this is what it's going to cost. And if Nebraska, if we want to do this, we got to start paying people more money, man. So you have that plus Ohio State transfer Kyle McCord. Their starting quarterback this year could also be on the radar for Nebraska. Really? So you could have literally two top notchers. Sitting there at Nebraska in time for next season. Yeah, boy. Because the NIL money is going nuts. Bonkers. N- again, not first round level nuts, but it's nuts when you really consider what's going on. And so, is it any surprise that there are 2,000 players in the transfer portal right now? Not a shock. Not one bit. No. I mean,. I think for most of those guys, they know you get one shot at it because it won't. It'll it'll be a while before the bubble bursts, but this bubble will burst at some point because people are going to be tired of paying for guys that don't pan out, you know. You're paying for guys that don't play and paying for guys that don't play and paying for guys that what's gonna what you're gonna see are guys are they're gonna go back on their deals. They're gonna say, ah, uh, you know what? I actually. I don't like the coaching staff or whatever, and they're gonna they're gonna leave, and they're gonna try to keep that money, and we're gonna be in court for, over this. It's it's the burp, the bubble will burst, but right now it is the wild wild west, and it is crazy town, and uh, yeah, this is this is is interesting. It's interesting and very frustrating at the same time. To go back to the point about guys that are sitting and being paid. NIL money. Uh-huh. You have that rumor already around the K-State program that Avery Johnson and those that are paying his NIL dollars wanted to make sure that he's the one elevated for next year and thus the pressure on Will Howard. And you know, and how how much outside influence does NIL and those boosters begin to play in a program? I'm not saying it's a true rumor. I'm just stating Oh. That it's something you've already picked up on, and you're going to hear about those dynamics, no matter what team you're talking about. Because it's true somewhere. Like I guarantee, there's may not be at Kansas State with our money, but like you can't tell me at the big time SEC schools. Like, and granted, they're not going to have those stories that happen more often than not. But like, it's going to start affecting the product on the field, and I think it already is to a certain degree. But I mean, guys are just. Hopping in the portal thing. Well, you know, maybe I'll land somewhere. Maybe I'll find a, a heating and cooling place that has the same last yeah, name as me. You know what? If if I'm somebody, if I've got a lot of cash and I am a huge booster and I put money down for a guy to come here and he does, it's like, yeah, I want to see him play. Mm-hmm. And I put this money down. You didn't. I did it for you. It's like if I went to a party and I bought pizza for everybody, I want a slice too. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. I don't want to watch you eat. I want to. I want to be able to say I helped get that guy out there, 
It's it, that's all it really is anyway. Hi, welcome to the Southwest Conference, circa Absol- 1983. Absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? Nope. Just that you know, from an enforcement standpoint, uh, yeah. Then it was against NCAA rules. Now. Back then, they were buying Trans Ams. And Bingo. Yeah. You knew where I was going. <laughs> yeah. Eric Dickerson getting yeah. the Texas A&M Trans Am yeah. and still landing at SMU. I mean, and, you know. <laughs> That's insane. I mean. That's so funny. Uh, uh, Texas oil money, baby. That's what I am. I am kind of excited for, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. And we can hopefully, like, look at this without all the secrets and we can know if it was affecting the program, if they were, you know, talking down and saying, Hey, I want that guy on the field. And I also like, I'm really curious to see how much truth there ever was to like guys paying people under the table before NIL was around. Right. Where savings, like it was easy. Now everybody can do it. I can't keep everybody here. I don't know. I'm very curious for the 30, 30 that we're going to get on NIL money and how everything is going to play out. Yeah. I hate to be a spoiler, but yeah. It happened. <laughs> yeah. It I mean, was, there, I there's a reason why Bagman was a joke, essentially. <laughs> uh, you know, it, everybody kind of winked and, and yeah. yeah knew what was playing out. Think about this for a moment. Because I, I had this thought last evening when just ruminating on the topic. We talk about the history having evolved to where we're at this point now, dating back to about 1985. At that point, you had the power programs getting themselves in trouble with the NCAA, but there was still money involved. Again, we alluded to the Southwest Conference as a prime example of where money was heavily involved. There's a reason why over half of that conference was on probation and or on, uh, you know, being penalized at the time. When Bill Snyder took over K-State's program in 89, it coincided with roster changes, Mm -hmm. roster rule changes. And as ESPN began to pick up steam in terms of the television side because of the ruling by the Supreme Court that allowed for conferences and schools to sell their media rights, as that is happening. The roster changes played one of the big roles in eliminating some of the strengths of the major programs. Nebraska went from not being able to, or from being able to shield and hold a roster of over 100 plus guys and, and keep them away from other schools to being limited to 89. It's like UCLA in basketball used to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They would they, mm-hmm. have like 30 guys on a team. It created more parity. It created the rise of a program like Kansas State. It created more interest in television. And now here we are right back to that mindset, save for the fact that the rosters uh, can't outdo the numbers. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting the money involved with the NIL side, and now what TV is paying conferences and schools, we're right back to where it's the power programs that are dominating this thing, and thus the SEC and the Big Ten 
are off and running with this Power 2 concept, that they're the two conferences, I'm and really, everybody else is and also ran. I'm really nervous about that, you know, the idea that was brought up by the NCAA president of the schools and athletic departments that spend, I think, is it spend or are uh, worth a certain amount of like $100 million being the, the um, that's the number you have to hit. And if you don't, you have you go down. You're like relegated. If you spend over a hundred million, then you get to play with the big boys. That's a terrifying thing to think mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a prime example of what we're talking about, yeah, though, and, in terms of the division. And at some point, there does become this division where you, these schools can pay you more; these other schools can't, and they do. They start to divide them on the field as well, and so you you can't play for the big stuff. You have to. You're you're in the second level. You're in that regulated level or relegated level. That scares me to no end. Universities with a uh, training program for the NFL. Yeah, that's essentially what it is at Minor that point. Minor leagues. Minor leagues. You want to watch? You want to know about spending money? Um, oh, and on on college guys, the thirty for thirties, the Pony Express one is fantastic, and the Marcus Impeccable. Dupree. There's a there's a thirty for thirty on Marcus yes. Dupree that is unbeatable. Leaveable. They weren't even trying to hide it. I mean, they were like, no, we're definitely throwing trans aims at this guy. But uh, it was is insane. Um, but, yeah, I it just I, I, I it's so fun to talk about this and laugh. But it's like in 15 years, where is Kansas State mm-hmm. University? Like, what, where mm-hmm. are we as far as football goes? Where's the sport of college football going to be at in 15 years? I don't they'll, they'll know. Be playing I mean, it. They'll be playing it. It'll be on TV and everybody will love it. But my my favorite school, what what, what is that going to look like? Hi. The Pop-Tart Bowl. Hi. Welcome to FCS football. Yeah. For those of us that have been at that level who understand, I mean, it becomes more of a niche in that it's more alumni and community involved. Yeah. Can you still make that work? Great question. That That's going to be the question out there all right little royals news when we continue as the game continues quick sniper round on royals news today as we have news at the top to hit royals today sign pitcher seth lugo to a three-year 45 million dollar deal right-hander 26 starts, 3.57 ERA last year for the Padres. They've added Chris Stratton for the bullpen, a one-year, $3.5 million deal. Includes a player option for 2025. 3.92 ERA in stints with the Cardinals and Rangers last year. They're looking at, if you can believe this, Marcus Stroman, Lucas Giolito, Michael Waka, and Jack Flaherty. Wow. And already added Will Smith, yes, that Will Smith, back to the team on the Zach Greinke plan (laughs) for the bullpen next year. Uh, The early bird special. 